That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. Did you like what I did there? Your surprised horror at being <laughs> on, on the interwebs broadcasting live. I liked it. I thought it was effective. Yes. I am always shocked that we are live for broadcast on the internet. Yes. Always shocked. And now we have. You should be too. We also have creepy disembodied female voice with us this week. What creepy disembodied female voice? Where? <laughs> I just, I just thought that was a, I just thought that was a strange manifestation in my mind. Well, I am. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, maybe we should do a show, guys. How's that sound? Oh, um, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Thank, thank you for joining us on the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore, Ding-ding. and thank you. Uh, the one time you anyway so uh, and with me as always is rue rue i hope you're doing well rue i'm all right <laughs> this is this is really going well oh, i have I to say it. we we usually start at like a six tonight's like an 8.5 um or maybe an eight and joining us tonight we have a very very special guest uh to talk about a very special topic du jour that is the topic of the day Mm. computers Uh, computers we're going to talk about computers and the broadcast button that apparently didn't work previously but anyway no we're not going to talk about computers well we might talk about computers i don't know yet but uh joining us is the lovely and talented pushing up roses Uh, thank thank you you so much for joining us today thank you for having me i'm glad to be here i can't believe you actually made time to appear on this lowly show you are not familiar with my schedule then because i have plenty of time Well, I'm like looking for back things more. to do. So, yeah. <laughs> so this brings up a question to my mind that we've already answered, and uh, we should answer for the, the, the listening audience. Why the okay. hell do we have a guest? This is We have a guest because we didn't know what else to do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we had no idea. Now dance for um, No, so we, we have a guest because we've been, we've been talking about this for a little while. We wanted to have a podcast. Uh, and we failed miserably. And then we decided to have another podcast where um, where we, we talked about a very, I think, an interesting topic in video games these days and something I happen to know a little bit about, which is the uh, portrayal of women in video games. And we thought, geez, it would be kind of stupid to have that kind of a conversation without, uh, you know, with two knuckleheads uh, who happen to be guys that play games and I mean, jabber on about crap. We could. We but, could. But it hasn't stopped us before. No. I mean, it would, it would just be a little weird. We'll put it It that would just way. be a little weird. Yes. So we decided to invite one of our very favorite female web zone people personalities. Also one oh, of the stop. few we know. And she wasn't available. So <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just wow. kidding. I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're harsh. Um, but yes, we, 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 want, we need perspective. And we thought this was a... It's... It's 9 a.m., or it's 9 o'clock in the p.m., and you're listening to Perspectives here on the Echo Screen Live, the Clan of the Grey Wolf podcast. Um, I, I crack up at that. I like it. I think it's Saturday a good Night joke. Reference. I mean, if you watch Saturday Night Live circa 1994, you know what that joke's all about. <clears throat> anyway, um, so yeah, tonight we are going to talk about, I think we're, it's kind of a broad topic. We're going to talk about um, feminism in video games. We're going to talk about the, the, the portrayal of sex in video games. We're going to talk about really the depiction of women in video games. And we might even get, even get into a conversation about uh, the very economics and business of video games as well. It's all kind of related. It's related. You know? I would say it's related. Yeah. 
I think so too. And that's what we're going to talk about it. So what we are going to do though, is probably skip over because this is a pretty important topic. We're going to move right past the tids and bits section. Oh, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a news and note uh, for the people? Do no, but I got a tid in a bit. Okay. Then go ahead do that. At least a quick one. Uh, news today, which is not shocking considering data that's come out about Nintendo's recent fiscal quarters, but uh, they've officially announced their, uh, their, their revenue and such for the past year. And Nintendo has apparently lost $457 million. Um, which wait, 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 wait. Million yen? No dollars. Oh, okay. Well, that was like 50 cents. That yeah, was, yeah. Like... <laughs> it's like four, yeah. It's like eight bajillion yen. So, oh. oh, yeah. That's a substantial quantity. So regardless, you can't really spin this as a good thing. You know? No. Um, it, it's kind of the time for the annual Nintendo is doomed alarm from the gaming press. Um but let's see. So basically, over the past year, Nintendo has sold. Here's I'm just gonna vomit numbers at you guys. <clears throat> Nintendo has sold 2.7 million Wii U's in the past year, which brings the lifetime sales up to 6.2 approximately. Uh, and 3DS sales, uh, about 12 million units in the past year. Uh, and I can't. Okay. I don't have the number in front of me for how many that is, but I believe that's over 40 million. 3ds is sold which is respectable but not they didn't hit their targets on that either um yep. so for a company like nintendo which had before this period even during the dark times of the gamecube uh was still a profitable company yes and now is not for this past year what do you guys think is this bad is this is this is nintendo doomed do you even care it's, it's not good but is it shocking to me no i mean nintendo's been behind on a lot of things for a long time now it's it's not good by any means uh, no. any kind of loss is not good um but am i surprised no i wasn't shocked by that at all no i think the writing's been on the ball for this one for a while but you know yeah. the gaming press in general it has to kind of you know slow news day and they have to trumpet something and have a bunch of you know worrisome editorials i suppose but mm -hmm. yeah you know everybody says i hate on nintendo but i really don't i i love nintendo except and i i except for when i rip on nintendo but my point is that i <laughs> i i love i love nintendo and i i don't want to see this happen to them but i have to say i, I i'm so confused by their strategy in the long term here that um you know it, it this is what happens when you don't play the game particularly well and by game i don't mean like super mario brothers i mean Pun. like yes i know i'm apparently i'm full of puns tonight i said this was a broad topic before apparently unintentional uh, oh uh, sexist <laughs> pun i know i don't i didn't even mean to do that that's like stupid bum, but anyway bum, bum, um bum. this is this is why we have a listening audience so they can point out the uh the errors in my speech um but you know I, I, I'm really confused by Nintendo's strategy and have been for a while. And I, and, and I get further confused when folks that are, when folks that are big fans, um, really want something like, I, I know for a fact, right. You love earthbound. Yeah. Is, is that safe of, to say, is it I, safe to say you like, I earthbound? do, even though neither of you have guys have ever played it. I played it and don't like it. Played it for My like point is, because someone don't. Are we gonna go? Money. Are we gonna go here again? Is is this what this is all about? Yes, you want, we're having hands. I'll it, throw hands. This is guys, hot. guys, guys, <laughs> fill it in. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. So anyway, 
Um, this, 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 this is yep. I'm I'm already I'm already loving the fact that she's on the podcast. By the way, <laughs> um, we so you like Earthbound. I think a lot of people like Earthbound. I'm not one of those people, but a lot of people like it. In fact, they like it so much, they are like all over it. They're they're they've been begging Nintendo for years and years and years mm-hmm. to 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 bring some of the games that never made it to this side of the Atlantic, over, to update, to do all kinds of things. And Nintendo basically, for no reason at all, just scoffs at you po- at you folks, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that. Like, you know, they're not making money, well, yet they are laughing at the people that could potentially help them make money. Can you explain this to I, me? I don't think it's that they're laughing. And I, I think we both know this because we, we both have contacts. But uh, it's more that Nintendo of Japan in particular is very yeah. disconnected. They're very, not to be racist, but why the hell not? I'll be racist. They're very old school Japan. You know, they're kind of insular. Is that really? Is that really racist or more of like a cultural thing? Right? Yeah, I don't think that's racist. I don't think that's racist. Shut up! I'm being racist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my God, this is such a uh, controversy podcast. There's controversy everywhere. But they're very, they're very insular. the rundown here is they're not giving up on the Wii U anytime soon. In fact, they said, "Hey, you know what? We're going to release some games that actually use the gamepad." And that makes This is unbelievable. That makes the collective gaming public say, "Duh, uh, you know, why not yeah. use this?" But whatever. I mean, yeah. I think I got a Wii U. I think it's a fine console. There's some good games on it. I'm perhaps the game I'm most excited for for the whole year is Super Smash Brothers. Uh and you got Mario Kart coming out. I mean, it's you know they they're always going to have at least a handful of great games you can't find anywhere else. It's going to be fine. The I mean, well, no, I don't think the Wii U will be fine, uh, but it's not going away anytime soon. The 3DS doing pretty well. It's a Pokemon machine. They just announced another Pokemon remake that they're going to be today that they're going to yep. come out with the 3DS, and that always prints money. Nintendo's not going anywhere. They're, no, they're doing some soul searching, I'm sure, but you know, yes, they're not going to sell off to Microsoft anytime soon. No, I just, I, you know, it's 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 difficult to say where where Nintendo's going, and that's what I mean by strategy being confusing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I th- I think Nintendo is getting their tail handed to them in a lot of different places here. You know, mobile is diminishing incredibly quickly, faster than they than they anticipated. There, I'm not sure that they can compete all that well with. You know, the Wii was such a perfect console because it didn't. It said specifically, "We're not going to compete with the other guys." Right. Right. We're our own machine. We're the machine that you know all the gamers want, but but we're also the machine that like all the you know grandparents want to play tennis in their living rooms, right? Um, and it's really really difficult to find that kind of success. You know, to catch lightning in a bottle like that twice, um, especially when you're you're big big kind of reveal for the second console is a giant tablet-like device. There's nothing that grandparents fear more than something like that. <laughs> that is so, true. yeah. So I'm not sure they're really off to... A, I, I don't know where they're going, but it's difficult for me to think of them trying to compete in the hardware world. Let's face it. Nintendo does better a lot of things and, and, and w- at the forefront of what they do best, I would say, is make really freaking good games. Yeah. It sounds like maybe they should just focus on making some really freaking good games. Well, looks like they're trying. Yeah. Uh, side tid bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone was asking in the chat. I had forgotten about it. I heard about this today. But that uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. Have you guys heard about the Tamadachi gay marriage kerfluffle? 
That's I have up. not. I, I was seeing that in the um, chat, and I'm not. I'm not certain of what they're talking about. I saw a bit about Twitter on on this on Twitter. Okay. Today. Have you, uh, Mr. Mr. Kami? Um, let's put it this way. I I typed in Twitters to go to Twitter earlier today, so, so clearly no. I have not seen this. No. <laughs> okay. So, no. people in the chat, feel free to correct me on on the details. Because uh, literally all of I've gathered about this is from Twitter. But basically, there's this game coming out where you can marry people and things happen and whatever. It, it sounds something similar to Tamagotchi. So it's like Tamagotchi. Whatever. The point is, yeah, whatever. Yeah. you can't marry same-sex people. And so Ouch. now people are very upset and, you know, there's a movement and, a, uh, you know, whatever. Gay marriage, blah, blah, blah. So at this point... Well, not to get too political, but hey, we're talking about women in video games, so why not? This is our controversial on? podcast. Yeah, let's crank it out. I, 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 crank it oh, out. I mean, not that I'm, you know, have any hate toward gay marriage or anything like that, but I'm finding the constant, uh, the barrage. Con yeah, the constant barrage of of like moral outrage. It seems to be yes. like there's something new weekly that people are just going to forget right. about in right. another couple of weeks. It reminds me very much of the whole PAX situation or the penny arcade situation mm. uh, you know where it's, just, it's a very draining to to have so much moral outrage all the time and and, and this is, seems like one of those things that's just going to pass by and no one's really going to care about in a few weeks yeah i i this this is a great posting here by eternal game flame right the idea of nintendo's kind of official response and reading it you know i think it's, yes. it's interesting to think of the fact that nintendo can kind of say and I think more people probably should say this more often. You know, look, we're not trying to make any kind of statement about society. We're just trying to make games. Right. I what think a that's great a segue into our, into our conversation for this evening. Well, well, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go, yeah. ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you know, it's... I kind of try to base things on intent. Was the intent of this game to offend people? Was the intent to cause a riot or be anti-gay? I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I think the intent was. If it was, if that was the intent, I would find it problematic. If it wasn't the intent, then I don't think I'm not going to rage about it. Certainly not. Yeah, I think that's very well put. I mean, yeah. and this is going to totally roll into our next topic. But uh, Nintendo is in the business of selling things. They yes. don't really give Tis. much of a crap about social causes. Uh, in fact, the least they can do about those kinds of social causes, the better, because the prevailing thought is that you sell more stuff when when negative stuff is not attached to your brand right and 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 not pissing trying going out into the marketplace with the idea i'm not going to piss people off is generally good for business i think it was michael jordan right. uh i don't know if this is apocryphal or not but you know michael jordan uh, democrat at least supposedly uh was asked once why he doesn't like champion social causes, blah, 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 for Democrats, or, or yeah. just doesn't, you know, fundraise for Democrats or something like that. And he says, well, Republicans buy shoes too. Right. You know, and that's that's the yeah. businessman mantra is, hey, you know, it's a great idea, just not piss people off in general. Yeah. And not, not everyone's going to agree with that stance, of course. Some yeah, people say sure. that's robotic, it's not pa it's not compassionate. Right. At the same time, as a businesswoman, I, under I understand that as well. I understand that side. Right. Yep. Above, above all else, Nintendo and many, many, many other companies, not all, are in the business of making money. So, Right. They are. So that leads us to the topic du jour. Uh, it is the topic of the day. It is, um, uh, well, let, let's, let's go ahead and say this. I think this is, this is a, it's a provocative subject, right? 
Um, I don't necessarily think it's that we have to say it's controversial, although I think it can be. But, um, you know, we're all adults here. And, um, by the way, we, we totally invited a woman on our podcast to have good perspective on this. So lay off. Uh, so, but, um, but no, we're, we, we're, we're going to talk about this, I think, in a, in a very educated and, and adult kind of way. And, you know, uh, folks, the, the, speaking of intent, which I thought was a great segue, you know, we're not intending to do anything, but try to talk, you know, give our own little commentary on this. And I think there's a lot of ways to look at the issue of sexism or, or the, the portrayal of women in games, in the state of video gaming, I think for us to advance the medium, really the reason that this whole site exists uh, in my mind is to celebrate some of the best things, some of the good things that games do well in order for us to move the medium forward as an art form. It's, it's good to have critique about what kind of things are doing well and maybe about some of the things that it's not doing so well. Right. So let's, uh, let's get things started with a little, with a little question. Um, you know, Rue, you, you asked this kind of in the pre-show. I think it's it's really gets to the crux of the matter, and I'm going to pose this to both of you. You know, what do you think? What do you think the state of the portrayal of women in video games is today? Okay, well, <clears throat> uh, I'll preface with a little bit of we're all coming. The three of us are coming to this from a little bit of a different 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 backgrounds. Uh, obviously, Rose is a girl. I am, and a game. I am. Oh, hopefully, also, hopefully, also a woman, not just a girl. Well, whatever. Yes. Same thing. Yes. Not, not, okay, not the same thing. Yes, a woman. Not yet a woman. You can stop now. Thank you. The okay, gamer so. of the female persuasion. There you go. There you go. That's, that's a winner. Um, <laughs> you are coming at this uh, from someone who wrote a master's thesis in, on, I should say, the depiction of women in video games. From a feminist perspective. Exactly. Uh, at which, and, and this whole topic is kind of, you know, brought on by things like the Anita Sarkeesian videos about, you know, feminism in video games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I just want to point out a little interesting sidebar. She also has a master's uh, and, and wrote her thesis on the depiction of women in science fiction and fantasy television. So you guys are very similar on that background, you know, uh, educational background. Yeah, I am just Joe Schmo on the street. I got, You're just some schmuck we found on the street. Exactly. I <laughs> I'm a guy, and I have no formal training or anything in feminism or or feminist theory or anything like that. So my thoughts on the question that you just asked, like two minutes ago, uh-huh. is there a problem with women in video games? <laughs> I don't see one. Well, a problem with the portrayal with the portrayal of portrayal is I don't yeah. see one, uh, but I'm not looking. You know, it, it's, mm. you know, and, and so it's kind of like, hmm. That's actually a good, a good statement because I feel like, and not everyone, and I, and I have my own perspective on this, sure. I feel like a lot of people are going to look for problems. Mm. If you look for problems, you will find them. And the more chaotic the problem becomes, the more it just becomes a horrible thing that can't seem to get resolved. And, and at that point, it's just a bunch of noise. And people tend to tune out noise. And, and when, you know, Commodore said we're going to talk about this like adults from an educated perspective, I think that's absolutely the way to go. Um, so, yeah, I have more to say about that. But, Joey, did you want to keep talking? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, 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 I want to basically I, open the floor back yeah. up to you guys because I'm like, hey, I don't think there's a problem, but I haven't been looking at it. Maybe you guys can educate me a little bit and, okay. and, and, and consider me an avatar for the audience in general. 
of, hey, what do you guys think? Should I be outraged or is this a bunch of crap or is there something in between? I'm av I'm angry that the avatar for the audience is a is a dude. What? No, well, I'm, like, not really, I mean, I'm, I'm not really outraged. <laughs> that that was me creating fake outrage. Um, so, because because I thought that followed with the point that she, anyway, whatever. Uh, it, it was a bad joke. My point is, uh, or let's let's move on to what I think my point will be is that I think there is a problem, and I think the problem um, has been around video gaming for a long time, but it's less specific to the portrayal of women, and is more um, along the lines of two things. One, that video games are somehow juvenile, number one, and even more specifically, number two, that they are, that they are perceived as um, being the kind of coalescence of the adolescent male fantasy, okay? Mm -hmm. In other words, if you put explosions and boobs inside of, of a video game, Exploding it will boobs. sell very well, right? Um, and I think that is problematic. I'm not saying that every game is that way. I'm not saying that, um, in fact, that's the whole crux of my thesis, that not all games are that way. And that there are, there are great beacons of hope for us in this regard. But I think by and large, um, the problem is that if you were to exhibit to the average person who didn't play video games, uh, just a number of different video games and you just, you know, you kind of randomly selected them, I think they would they would kind of be taken aback by the portrayal of women. And, and that to me is the crux of the question. I agree with that and I I, I agree with your last statement there. I find that uh, for me personally like I said, I'm, I'm coming from a personal perspective here. I'm not claiming to speak for other people or other people's opinions. No, um, you speak for all women everywhere. I speak for everyone. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Um, I have such, and this is just the way I am personally, I have such a blatant disconnect between fantasy and media mm. and reality. It's such mm -hmm. a blatant disconnect that I find that I don't become offended by certain things. But that's not to say I don't think there's an existing problem within the industry. Mm. I've never found it po problematic to play as a male character. I just simply like well-written characters and it doesn't yes. matter if they're female or male or any ethnicity i just like them to be good characters right. um and be so because of this disconnect i have i find that um i don't have what's the word i want a problem but i can see that there are problems and i i don't know if it's the video games that are the problem or if it's if it's something else besides the video games, like the developers, the writers, the industry. That's what yes. I wanted so, to say. I feel or, like it's a even, problem within the industry. Well, or even, and I think that's an awesome point. I'll add a third layer to it, which is, is are, are, the, are the video games themselves, are it the producers of video games, or is it kind of the zeitgeist, to get Hegelian on you, around video games, right? Is it everybody that plays watches and perceives games that really ends up being the problem right sure and, and so this is part of a side bar that is kind of going on i think we're both we're going in the same in the same direction here us the three of us and folks in the chat because that was just brought <laughs> up uh by a couple of folks is uh you know why aren't there more women programming or or, or i developing can answer games? that okay i can answer that please, please i can do. answer that please so do. hardcore yeah uh, 
I think the it's really interesting. There's such a there's an also a disconnect between really old PC games and console games. If you look back historically, there were actually a lot of female programmers. Mm-hmm. However, at that point, it was still very quote indie. I want to say uh, people were writing games in their basement. You know, anybody could do it. Right. This has become video gaming has become money business industry this is a huge thing that makes money and i i feel like the more that it went into business i f- i feel like women are intimidated by this mm. industry i i believe that there is sexism and misogyny in the industry itself mm. whether i think the video game is a problem i'm not i'm not really sure like i said it's a disconnect for me but in, on the real side in the industry i feel like we are intimidated and we are judged a little harshly. And just speaking of how many female video game reviewers can you name? There aren't a lot. And in my experience with that, I have found that I've, I've gotten a lot of harassment simply, simply for existing as a female. True. Even though right. I talk about right. the most inoffensive things ever. I talk about PC games. And and, yeah. and frankly, I mean, this is this is another whole other topic for a, a show I've been thinking of based off of uh, a, a panel, one of the better panels, actually, I think, that Commodore and I both saw at PAX East this year, which was, you know, internet trolling, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like why people troll in general. And mm-hmm. also, you know, women on the internet... That can mm-hmm. go for developers. That can go for you know video producers. Whatever they seem to get a special kind of harassment that yeah. can be very disturbing. You know, that's um, right. But 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 like I said, that's kind of, that's almost a, another subject entirely. But um, so Rose, as you were saying before, that um, you're you're not quite sure that there's like a systematic you know sexism in video games themselves, in the, but right, the industry, in the games themselves, but the industry but, does. Well, that kind of ties into it because, um, like, like some people know, I'm I'm dating a game dev, so I have some insight about the company that he works for. Mm-hmm. There are no female artists. There are no female programmers. There are no female writers. Right. It and for me, it all comes back to intent. Are these people writing maliciously about women, or are they writing what they know? to be the right thing to do. Would it be different if we had more females in the industry to write female characters? Yeah, I mean, the, the other, the other question would, you know, and I guess the other question would be, is it problematic that there aren't any women that work alongside, right? Um, it, you know, it depends. It depends on if women are simply not interested in that yeah. part of the industry. We can't force that. You know, we can't no. say we need more Sometime. women to meet the quota. You can't do oh, that. Sure. That's no. that's so disrespectful. And I've had people say that to me. Oh, we need more female reviewers to meet the quota. It's like, how <laughs> right. about we just have more good reviewers? How about that? It, it's it's so, almost just diversity for diversity's sake. You know, right. it, it, that doesn't really work either. And I'm, you know, some of my favorite games, you know, I mean, several people have talked about... Um, Roberta Williams. Mm-hmm. And yes, my some hero. Of my, <laughs> some of my favorite adventure games I ever played on PC were Roberta Williams games. And you know, if you ever want to have just 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 stupid internet fun, right? You, or you just need some background noise, load up a Phantasmagoria game and just oh, watch do somebody it. do a let's play on it. It's absolutely brilliant. We'll agree um, to disagree on. How good those games are, but anyway. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're great games. I'm not saying they're great games. What I'm saying is 
they, some of the most fun I had on the, on PC was playing Roberta Williams. You know what's uh, a really good game that was written by a female? Mm-hmm. Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Father. That was written by Jane Jensen, and she wrote from a male perspective. So I, you know, I don't think I don't think the the biggest issue is the video games and the characters. I think it exists outside of that, and the question therein becomes: Well, what can we do to make things better, to progress more, to make things better? And, And and I don't know necessarily how the video game industry works. Uh, like I don't. I don't, I'm not willing to say either way necessarily that there is a uh, you know like a systematic sexism that ex- exists in the industry where companies don't want to hire women. Frankly, in 2014, right. I find that harder to believe than not. Yeah. Um, but I do work in a in a STEM field, uh, you know, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, whatever, you know, technical field myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school and at college, and out of Geez, I don't know. Several dozen people in my major, there was literally one woman or girl, I guess, at the time, mm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, now, exactly. And now yeah. w- Commodore and I both went to the same co- college and uh, not many people would call the college sexist. <laughs> you know? Right. One of the more liberal institutions in, in the country. Uh, yes. So, I mean, it would be silly to argue that. Well, why aren't there more women in this field? Is it you know to say that sexism on the college's part is kind of ridiculous, um, right? So it seems to be more of a cultural issue. Yeah, yeah. that could be. It, it seems something more ingrained, at least in if not the Western world, at least American world. American world, shut up. Well, you know the, the next so question what, what's becomes to be done about that. You know, yeah. The, well, exactly, right? I mean, because if you look at, I, I think if you take. The, the, the great point that Rose has made of the, the kind of an institutional issue. My point only is that if that is problematic, the place that that becomes uh, most suspect and exacerbated to the extreme is in the product that gets created, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's this is the kind of, um, I don't know, in German it's Sturm und Drang, right? The, the you know, the... Uh, uh, the angst, right? That 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 art creates, that artists create in their art, right? Hoffman's it's somehow, so, yeah, so, yeah, right. Or that it's like a piece of themselves that become kind of evident in their work, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think if there is a systemic problem in the industry, I think it probably does create itself uh, in their work. And I think the reason why that becomes so apparent is because no, not Schadenfreude, damn it. But um, <laughs> just but, to say. It just 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 run to say, but but it, the reason I think that that's so easy to detect is because all you have to do is pick up, you know, popular games and just watch what goes on in them, and it's not difficult. Now, do I am I arguing the same old tired argument that well because you can get a hooker and kill her immediately after you have sex with her in Grand Theft Auto that this is a sexist game? No, I'm not saying that. That that's that's never been my argument, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could just as easily run over men with your car in Grand Theft Auto as you can with women, right? Do you think? Here's a, a quick question. Since you're on that subject, do you mm-hmm. think people are ignoring the problems about women that the same are for every other character? So, for example, for example, um, um, a common complaint is women are too sexy. 
they're dressed too scantily, they're too sexy. Do you feel that people are ignoring the fact that there are characters who are all machismo, they're compl- they're shirtless, they're sexy, they're killing people right and left, they're just god-like characters? Mm-hmm. Do you feel that people are just targeting the women and we're not exploring the entire th- video game, all I, the characters? I think that's a, I think that's people looking for problems for the most part. For the most part. I don't know. Well, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think the other problem is that, and, and anybody that is a true feminist, and maybe we should level set in that regard, right? But I believe in, at, its, at its core, feminism is about equality uh, based on everything but biological sex, right? Yes. So I- the idea that there is nothing inherently different about men and women outside of sex, right? Their sex organs, what is biologically created, besides social and cultural constructs norms yeah okay and constructs right uh, um now it you know but but what it unfortunately happens because this is the way that it always works right why most people that do minority studies happen to be minorities most people that do women's studies happen to be women right so right. they're also there is also a, a a terrible disconnect of folks that are looking at men's issues right so i would say there is a problem with the way that men are depicted in video games as much as i would say that there's a problem with women being depicted in video games but i don't think i don't think that is very culturally uh relevant to most people right Mm -hmm. it is it is perfectly acceptable for every guy to be clint eastwood right and it is it is deplorable for many people for every woman to be i don't know pick your supermodel of the month Right. And that, that becomes another question. Is it okay for females in gaming to be sexy? Um, you've, you've got both sides of this. You've got women arguing, no, I don't want my characters sexualized. And then you have the other feminist who says, I'm not ashamed of the, the human body. I like right. sexuality. I like this. Is it okay for women to be <clears throat> sexy the same way that the machismo guys are all muscles and meat? Is that okay? Well, sure. And... F- there, you made a very good point. I mean, there are sexy guys in video games. It's just not necessarily pointed out. I mean, there are definitely handsome, right. handsome folks in video games. You know, just like there's <laughs> handsome guys in Hollywood and very sexy women. You know, everyone. But in it's Hollywood not just appearance we're talking about. No, of fair. course, of course. About a lot of yeah. how they're portrayed. Um, and and you know what? Part of this is. We're painting with a very broad brush. We say yes. video games. Is there a problem with women in? video games there are yes. so many games you know yes. that yeah. some uh some you know are like and we were just kind of talking about bayonetta you know people could see it both ways like oh she's way too sexy blah 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 blah, blah. right you know and that if if you don't like she's that, a sex object exactly. versus she's a sex right. sexualized and and, right. and people don't like that and to me it's like well okay if you don't want to play that don't play it you there are, yes. because it's not like there are no positive and you wrote a whole freaking thesis on this that i've read you know there's it's not like there's no positive female uh you know not not hypersexualized right. Uh, right role models in video games you they just happen to not sell at all but yes well <laughs> but but okay, but, okay so and, and we'll get into that in a second that because i i love that point right is it okay for women to be sexy absolutely i don't i, I mean i'm not making that argument at all what I'm, what I'm making, or what I, one of the points that I brought out 
in, in what I wrote was that it was more of a hypersexualization of women. So right. it's okay for, for guys to be sexualized. It's okay for women to be sexualized. I think that's part of being uh, a, a gender entity in culture. But the issue is that men are not generally hypersexualized. Sometimes they are. I mean, something like Duke Nukem, for example, right? Who was always out trying to, well, you, you can figure it out. My point is, you know, women seem to not be able to be in a video game unless they have certain measurements, unless they have certain skin tone, and so on and so forth, right? That tend to be more viewed as um, culturally attractive or what you would find on, 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 on the cover of Western magazine, right? Right. Um, and that, I think, is a big problem, right? The, the idea of that, that women have to be hypersexualized is the issue, not necessarily that they're sexy. Yeah, and the, the reason I, you know, I ask that is because, you know, being a female, being in the gaming community, there's a lot of um, lines that seem to be thin in people's eyes. If I look too pretty in a review, I'm being slutty, and I'm too yep. pretty, and I shouldn't be right. on camera, and I'm, bait, I'm baiting. But right. if, and here's, here's the kicker, if I don't wear any makeup, I'm too ugly, and I'm not yeah. selling the video. So, yeah. here, so here's a question. What if, let's say, what if we started creating female characters that are quote-unquote dumpy? Let's yeah. say we create a, a not good-looking character, an average character, but a little homely, because that's realistic not everyone's yeah. a model not everyone can look like a model yeah. would that get just as much flack because i think it would i i don't know if there's a winning winning answer i feel like if we started to do that and people start looking for problems they're going to say well now you're portraying females as ugly and dumpy and we don't look like that and we are yeah. not like that What's the what is the winning answer is really the question. And to and to me, and this is part of a of another kind of sub conversation that we were talking about in the pre-show to to touch on, and that mm -hmm. is, you know, you could make dumpy looking guys and or girls, uh, or men or women, whatever, in video games. You could do the same thing in TV or in movies, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is when you get down to it, my belief at least is. People kind of want good-looking characters, you know, Absolutely. in in their media. You know, there, there's you know, there's a reason why realistic Barbie doesn't really sell well. You know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, to 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 pick a point, you know, right. you, you look at any average person on television, at least in America, uh, they're all like at least sevens or eights on the attractive yeah. scale. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and again, yeah. that's male and female. And so why are, why do we see all that in media? Because frankly, that's what sells. That's what people well, want. Right. And, and at the end that, of the day, these are businesses that are trying to make money. Going back to the tids and bits we were talking about before, about that businesses just are trying to sell their product. Yeah, but it's also about, you know, I think so if you think about a narrative, right, how does a narrative work? Um, you know, a narrative in a visual medium is a little bit different than a narrative in a strictly print medium, right? But in, in a narrative uh, on a, in a visual medium, you're trying to identify, but at the same time, you're also, you're also projecting a lot of your own, you know, uh, traits or whatever onto that character. But you're also trying to see a lot of that echo back 
and all of us want to see a reflection of ourselves that's better than necessarily we actually are, right? Yeah. So part of our reason that we watch, you know, um, like as a kid, you know, you, I, I watch Aladdin. Do I look like Aladdin? No, I really don't. But 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 you you get into the sh you get into the to the to the narrative, and you want Aladdin to win because for some reason that that kind of you identify with Aladdin in some way, right? Right. Same thing with video games. And I think if if Aladdin was dumpy, to use your term, which I thought was a good one, <laughs> if Aladdin was dumpy, I, I think that would be a lot more difficult to do. It's not impossible. You know, there is there is there are shining examples of the breaking of the sublime, and I think the best one I can think of in media is Radiohead. Radiohead makes music that is very disturbing, but yet beautiful in its ugliness. So it is beautiful because it is ugly and just a little bit off, but has this streak of just incredible beauty to it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There are video games that are exactly the same way. I have to think about them, but that's a different kind of aesthetic. If everything, if everybody tried to do that, they would fail miserably, and you would get really bad-looking protagonists that no one would want to identify with, I guess is my point. Right, and that's, that's really, really directly related to when I said I'm disconnected from fantasy to reality, because when I'm, when I'm in a video game... That's yeah. pure fantasy to me. Yes. And if, if the character is written in a machismo way, then that's the character. That's not a real person. But yes. if they're, and like I said, if there are problems in the industry that's reflecting in the game, I feel like that's the problem. That's where yes. things are being, you know, made that, that comes into the final product. But when I'm in a video game, that's fantasy to me. That's yeah. not real. And I and I and maybe maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the problem for not seeing weird things and fantasy things. But <laughs> that you know what? That's I. That's the way I was brought up. I am yeah. very grounded in reality. And I any kind of artsy things or fantasy things, I'm I'm disconnected. And it's very blatant. Well, I mean, the thing that, is, that if, brings if, me up. Go ahead. Well, I was yeah, going to say if that's who if that's what you like. Who is everyone else to say that that's wrong? I mean, right? I, well, I, I mean, well, so I mean, like when I'm playing Skyrim and I'm making myself, you know, <laughs> do I make myself exactly? Nah, no. I, I might make my nose no. a little bit smaller. I might take no. a few pounds I, off, you know. I, because I play Skyrim as a, as a female character, I, I, well, I'll, I'll tell I you right now. We all know care. what that means. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> um, I, like same thing with the same thing with the Sims. The Sims is a yeah. great example. Do people yeah. make themselves in the Sims? Sometimes that's that's a draw point. It's like I can make myself. Do I make right. myself look exactly like myself? No. no. I think we all have <laughs> things we want to improve about ourselves. Of yes. course. And that's and that's yeah. where the fantasy comes in. You can play yeah. someone like that for a little while and I feel like if we make everything too realistic in video games it's going to become step pretty and then yes. it will become problematic again and then we lose yep. the art because we're setting limitations on it yeah, i agree with that and i think to, just to add to piggyback onto that point is is that one of the reasons so for example the the idea that i think you you see something as fantasy and it's something that's believable and something that you want to get engaged with is because there are dimensions to that character there are dimensions to that fantasy that make it enthralling in some way Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so my next question would be, you know, for someone that's that's written about science fiction, so on and so forth, fantasy. Right. Um, what do you think of sci fi original movies? Are you one of these what? people that like, puts it on the background? Are you somebody that like I, I want to know her perspective? I want to know. This is very important. I, <laughs> uh, when it comes to sci fi, 
Space Quest and Star Trek are as far as I go, and sometimes a Twilight Zone. Okay. So, yeah. but, and I think there's probably a good reason for that, because if you watch most of the crap that's on the Sci Fi channel, Sharknado. It would hurt you. Yeah, Sharknado. but see, because, because that stuff, yes. exactly, because that stuff has no depth. It's terrible. None of the characters are identifiable. It's all crap, right? And you can say that definitively because it's crap. It's absolute garbage. I've heard but that, several actually. Of the that, but several of the things that you just said, Twilight Zone, right? Um, Star Trek. Those, those Star have Trek. incredible, Star Trek, they have incredible depth, right? These characters are real, or, or not real, but they're realistic. They, have, they, they aren't just kind of pastiche. Um, and I think that's what gives us that identification capability. Yeah, they don't happen to be too bad looking either, but they're also, they also have some depth and they can also allow us to identify in things other than just their appearance. Are you saying that Worf is good looking? Really? I question you. Listen, he's, I he's think Michael Dorn uh -huh. is a fine-looking man. He's kind of good-looking. <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I had the Michael Dorn. I wish I, wish I had his voice, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. a lot of people wish that. Oh, yeah. I wish I had his... What? Don't, don't, I wish I had don't his even go there. Giant, ribbed... Forehead. Head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so... Yeah, so so, you know, I mean, I, it's a good conversation. There's plenty more to talk about, right? But Oh, yeah. Keep but, going. Yeah, but I, I think I, I think that there are, there are problematic elements to this. Maybe we should shift our focus now to things that we think do a good job, right? Do, do we think, whether there's a problem or not, can we talk about maybe some of the games? I mean, you, you, you know, I think the idea of games being solely escapist kind of fantasy is one element, right? Right. But, oh, yeah, definitely. But how how do you you know how do you relate to the characters? You know, what would you like to see in characters as a woman that that you would feel would be, you know, maybe more realistic, but but not problematic? Can you name a character that you really identify with? Yeah, actually, I I do believe I can. I'd have to think about it for a Doesn't second. I had I had all of these I had all these written down, and of course, I freaking forget them when I'm on the podcast. So that's just yes. great. Hot seat. <laughs> Happens to me uh, all the know, time. I don't even remember what my name is most of the time. You know, I was doing some research on uh, female characters in video games for a video that I'll be putting out soon, and I came across a character um, in a video game called Traffic Department, and she's this incredibly snarky, take-no-bullshit female character, um, very modest in her clothing, swearing at people, not getting the job done. I, I really, I like that kind of character. Another character um, from the LucasArts games, which LucasArts, for me, does it well. <laughs> Elaine the Pirate from Monkey Island, Razor mm -hmm. from Maniac Mansion, mm -hmm. and then again in Full Throttle, oh. uh, Marine, which is a mechanic yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. woman. You're, you're talking to two guys who are Full Throttle fanatics. Yeah. So. I Loved that. I loved that they didn't make a big deal about it. You know yeah. what? She's just a snarky mechanic, well-written character that takes no crap. And and I like that. And I think as people, we want to play <clears throat> as characters that yeah. we can relate to. So um, instead of, for me, instead of the word problematic, I find these video games to be redundant. Um, mm. I feel that certain characters are overdone uh that's yes. stereotypical 40 year old you know douchey white guy who saves right. the world right. it's not that i find yeah. it like 
it's not that I find it problematic or offensive. It's that I, I find it that it's overdone, and we have so Boring. many things that we can do in video games. We can do anything. We can write yep. any character. We can write any story. We've got the technology and the graphics. Let's bring more things to the table table and make it more well-rounded. More that characters like Marine. Awesome. I, I could not agree with you anymore right now. Oh, I'm thank giving you. you a virtual hug. <laughs> oh, that thank is you. absolutely awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that is, I, I agree think, that with all media, too. Yeah, all, all, absolutely. Frankly. It's not just unique to video games. Yeah. It's, it's, that's my problem, right? Every Resident Evil has had the exact same crappy-ass story since the beginning. <laughs> it's some shitty giant corporation slash government that's just evilly, for no reason at all, no, no motivations whatsoever, is just trying to kill everybody and manufacture super weapons to kill some people that who knows about. Like, if they're just making everyone into zombies, who do they need to kill, right? Yeah. It's, it's so redundant, and that's only one small example, but that's so redundant and stupid that I don't, I have no desire to play any Resident Evil games anymore. It's just and not I agree. compelling. And, right? I, and I'm about to shit on some of my favorite games, but just to, you know, drive the point in, um, I'm a big fan of the Leisure Suit Larry games. I'm a Sierra yeah. fangirl. I love, I love, I love those games. I love text adventures. And when they yep. came back and made a remake of Leisure Suit Larry 1, uh. I was fucking disappointed. I'm like, no, I want a new game. I don't want the same stories. I don't want the same stuff. I want something new that's going to engage me, that utilizes all the new technology that's surfaced since the first Leisure Suit right. Larry. That is what I yeah. want. And not to shit on the developers because I respect game developers. They're hard workers. But... I want developers are often new. given the box that they are supposed to exist in. They don't create the box, to be fair. Yes. Right? So I don't. So, right. So I don't want to shit on any developers. That's really yeah. not my intention at all. I just want something fresh. That's all. Yeah, and I think I think there is a. Um, you made a, a great point about um, some of the patterns that we see, and 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 in in rhetorical disc discursive studies, we look at something called what is tropical, okay, or otherwise what are tropes <laughs> nice. in, in, in games. What I are like the, that word. Yeah, so what are the things that, you know, it, it, it literally, quite literally, it means kind of the turning of the argument, but, but they tend to be places where, where narrative or where art kind of hangs its hat, okay, and, and you know, I want to know, this is, you know, a lot of what spurred on this conversation was, uh, some of the recent work by Anita Sarkeesian, right. and and I don't have much to say necessarily about that because she has a uh, she has a whole uh, video series called Tropes versus Women. Right. What I want to know is where this woman gets off stealing my work and taking credit for it. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Because I in two thousand because in two thousand and six, I believe I wrote my thesis, and it was all about identifying God. seven key tropes you in are video game so characters. So old, dude. How crazy is that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she hacked your whatever computer you were using, yeah. took your documentation. She was this like is a lawsuit when waiting to happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, seriously. So what what you're talking about is actually something that is that that relies on tropes, and yes. my you know tropes are not a bad uh, tropes are not necessarily a bad thing, right? Think about some of the things that work for tropes, right? What is the George Lucas you know, narrative arc for a trilogy, right? You introduce a bunch of kind of haphazard characters. 
uh, that have some kind of redeeming qualities. They go and get themselves into a disastrous trouble that they can't possibly get out of, and then they miraculously get out of it. I would say that George Lucas did not invent that, but yes. <laughs> it's, uh, of course, of course. But, but George Lucas did invent the trilogy based on that, I think. He popularized it. There you go. That's better. There you go. So, but my point is, that's a trope. And you know right. what? It works. It's an effective It's one. a trope for yeah. a reason. Not Absolutely. not all tropes are bad, and I don't ever want to be like you shouldn't put these tropes in your in your art. You shouldn't put this trope in your literature because we've had these tropes for a long time. You know, Absolutely. some of them are just classic. But I think um, I think some tropes are overdone to the point of mm. upsetting people. Oh, sure. Honestly, I mean, you can if you reuse a trope that's been done often, but you do it really well. Yes. Or or maybe put a slight twist on it or something like that. You know, it makes it interesting. Then that's awesome. If you do it lazily, then it's yes. just crap. Then it's just schlock. Right. It's, it's, just, it's, it's schlock. Just like that's schlock. that's a really good definition for schlock, actually. Right. It also depends trope. on is it being is this trope being Cliche. used cheaply? Is it being used in a way that it's just baiting people yes. to to look at it? I find that you know shallow things in video games are problematic and annoying. You know, I find that to be a problem. Yes. And I think I, I think there are very positive tropes out there that that make us identify with characters, and that's a good thing. But but yeah. mostly, what I was identifying with female characters, uh, apparently more years ago than I had initially remembered. But anyway, many years ago, um, you know, were were what I found to be problematic tropes, like the damsel in distress complex, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Which is the first one that Anita Sarkeesian looks at. You know, the idea that you're always trying, you're always a male character trying to save a female character, and it's very rarely the other way around. Mm -hmm. um, moving into, now I'm not going to go through all the tropes, it's not even important or, or necessary at this point, but to answer that question that I asked earlier, I think the, the model that I used, because I think things are getting a lot better, by the way, I should add that. I think things are getting yeah. a lot better, and indie I agree games are kind of at the heart of that. Okay? Yeah, I agree. But I, the, the game that I pointed to was a game, again, created by a man, and it was a female protagonist. Um, the, the man that created the game is Michel Ancel, who worked for Ubisoft, and the game was uh, called Beyond Good and Evil. Mm -hmm. And Beyond Good and Evil has, a, uh, has an incredible protagonist, Jade, who I think defies pretty much every female trope, uh, negative trope that there are in existence in video games. And my research really tried to point toward we need more Jades and we need fewer Laura Crofts and everybody will be more happy because games will be much more inclusive and more fun to play and everything else. All right, I'm so going to piggyback me, off that thought. Yeah, go, go ahead go ahead yeah. and finish your thought. No, no, no I was just going to say Jade is my example of how good things can okay. to, to which I just so, want to quickly say, well done, Jade. Yes, Jade. 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 <laughs> anyway. Do you think there's a possibility? Because I have I have female characters that also flip that mm -hmm. trope. Um, Jill the Jungle is one. She mm -hmm. has to save the prince. He got himself in some pro in some trouble. She's got to save him. Rosella from King's Quest IV. Um, yep. The hero King Graham is dying. She puts herself in danger, to, and it's not King's even Quest a romantic a one. one. Yeah, it's not right. even a romantic one. She's just concerned with her father. 
And right. there's a few more I can name, um, but I'm, I just want to get to the point. Do you think we focus, do we accentuate the negative parts and not encourage the positive parts? Yes. Would it be more effective if we said, you know what, we just need more characters like Jade and Roselle. Let's bring those to the forefront. Let's push back this other stuff. Bring this positive stuff to the forefront and encourage people. I'm pretty That's, sure you just quoted the final paragraph of my work, which is basically to say... Yeah, I stole it, too. So, yeah, exactly. The whole freaking reason that... I mean, I, I didn't... I, initially, it was just going to be a work of critique. I was just going to critique a bunch of things. But then I thought, that, that doesn't really do the work. What I'm trying to do is figure out how we can posit good examples. Right. And I think that's how we break these tropical spheres, if you will. It becomes... Right. You know, it becomes less easy for people to go to common tropes or cliched tropes if we have positive examples and i think so and i think you're do. spot on yeah but absolutely I think, I think they go i think they go ignored and, and and i don't i don't want to offend anybody of course and that's not my intent i yeah. do feel like there are sure sub i do feel like there are some extremists that just don't see that point they don't see the positive in anything and yep. so the negative gets accentuated and i feel like that creates chaos and noise yep. but it doesn't educate people and it doesn't change anything and I I don't know if I see the merit in creating noise that people might tune out I'm not saying Absolutely. that these people have bad intentions because obviously we're all passionate about these things, things that we can relate to on a personal level but I am saying that I do feel like, like the characters we just talked about go ignored when maybe yes. they deserve some credit and maybe we should focus on bringing that back absolutely yeah. um so because i feel that the uh the conversation may be winding down i would just like to finish out uh or or or, or throw out i should say if you are interested in reading daniel's thesis which is called the rhetoric of oppositional gender beyond actually says beyond looks like a typo there yeah, beyond <laughs> beyond good and evil as perspective by incongruity uh you can find a link in the chat i happen but, to, uh, i happen to find it nice That's, boom google food nice. is strong anyway yeah you know i had a problem because unc published that typo and i took i took them to task and they wouldn't change it but whatever <laughs> um it's it's there for posterity now yeah no, it's just a yeah um, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of things to talk about. And I, here's the last thing I'll say about this is that I do think things are getting better. And I think indie games are at the heart of that because I think mm. indie games in many ways more than just this, because I don't think there's a collective focus on this specifically, just like, I'm not sure there's a collective focus on, you know, gay or LGBT issues in games. I don't. What I think is that people are doing exactly what Rose has suggested previously, which is that they're using the medium as kind of an artistic blank canvas to blow up the tropes of the past mm -hmm. and do whatever comes to mind and not just what's always been done in regurgitated and recycled ways. Mm. That breeds new ideas. That breeds new ways of doing things. And that's a very good thing. I think we can all agree. Yeah, yes. definitely. Absolutely. I, I, basically, this has become a, a theme of Echo Screen Lives lately is that uh, indie games uh, are kind of the future of, of the of the uh, business and, and these uh, AAA games that so heavily define or uh, depend on these tropes uh, are kind of being crushed under their own weight. So 
for, yes. for, for yet another reason why indie games are, are leading the way. I'm sure Mark yeah. Carr will be very excited to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we didn't even really get into a robust conversation about the market economics of video games, which is where I thought we were going to go. Right. I know. We so, didn't real, real quickly on that, um, just, as a, just as some perspective, um, Nintendo, when they first started marketing their games, you can go back and look at the commercials. They were marketed towards young straight boys. Mm -hmm. That is who they were marketed towards. You yes. can see the commercials. Maybe we just haven't gotten out of that marketing uh, um, mindset yet. I, I could not agree more. The reason the adolescent male fantasy and the reason that, I mean, the, the entire reason all of us know video games and, and love video games now is because Sears finally agreed that the only way they would sell the NES is if they put it in the toy section with a, with a robot next to it, right? Mm -hmm. We're all paying the price for that. But at the same time, it's the only reason any of us are even here, right? We'd all so, be dead. Video games, video, no, not what I mean. Video games, good way to spin my words up. But the, that should be a misquote, the Commodore. But anyway, but the... the if it wasn't for Rob, we'd all be dead. Yeah, I know. But the, there you go, perfect. Um, it, games as toys is a problem. Games as, you know, and this is why I said what we're looking at might be more of, a, of an issue that actually is about the infantilization or the, the idea of video games being much more for kids, juveniles, than it is for anybody else that's serious about art or artistic endeavors. And that's probably another podcast for another time, which only means we have to have you back, Roses. I will gladly come back. Oh, thank you. That's good. We didn't totally piss her off. That's good. No, Not I'm totally. totally. Virtual cool. fist bump. Really. We didn't piss her off. Um, good. So let's move. You know, I don't have... I, I totally... So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to the people. I totally forgot my credentials to Twitch TV earlier today. So I'm not logged in as me, but that's okay. Because I'm <laughs> logged in. I'm, yeah, I know. So I can't do a formal question and answer process where I normally mm -hmm. take questions. Why don't we just take a couple questions in the chat? The next people to ask questions sure. are the ones we'll answer. Go. Inundate, go. Ah. Right. You can ask us. You can ask uh, Roses. Uh, it can right. be about the topic. It can be about not the topic. It can be about... Oh, I, feel so, I feel so pressured. ...what we had for breakfast this morning. But, uh... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we have the 20 second or so wait before uh you know the people actually hear that so uh in yeah. the meantime I'm, I'm just i'm just enjoying i'm gonna copy and paste that quote. what'd you guys have for breakfast this morning i'm gonna go ahead and ask that i had a fruit salad hmm. but let me i'll give you i'll give you two guesses what i had for breakfast this morning coffee okay coffee was a part of it waffles where did oh. i get where did i get that coffee dunks Dunkin' Donuts is what I have for breakfast. <laughs> yes, sir. We have a winner. Only because 40 on your way to the office every day? That is correct. That is um, correct. Yes. Oh, here we go. Ah, look at this. This is a question. Do you think sexual content tends to be overlooked when it, when the game itself is well-designed and reality fun to play, i.e. Bayonetta or God of War, as opposed to the game that was horribly designed, BMX, XXX? <laughs> and if so, does that mean it's not the sexual content or the perceived portrayal of women in gaming but the design of the games themselves it should be prioritized. Man, that's a good question. Okay, oh, um, you have 30 goodness. second answer. Go. <laughs> you know, I think um, I think if a game is not fun, people will not play it, regardless of who of what characters are in it and regardless regardless of what tropes are in it. A game has to be fun. Those rely on a lot of different things, not just narrative, not just characters, but mechanics as well. If if a game has good mechanics and a game works well as a fun, um, you know, play, 
then then the rest of it kind of falls into place and it can be ignored. And so maybe we are looking for just problems, which is a whole other conversation for a whole other time. But great question. Mm. Rose, is there anything to add? No, actually. Perfect. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to add, um, but no. I, okay, uh, Game of Thrones, who do you want to win? Daenerys. She's got the dragon. She deserves to win. Although I'm very excited to see how far Littlefinger goes. I kind of am loving him as a character right now. I do too. I, I, I've always loved Littlefinger. I have always loved him, but even more now. I think Rose is kind of... Mr. I've Rose. only seen the first season. Uh, well, that doesn't matter. You can still make a prediction. Who do you want to win? Yeah, it's true. Uh, no, enough to and, uh, and we'll try We'll try not to laugh if that person is dead. It's, it's... Uh, Danny? Oh! Okay, she's totally alive. Yay, I win! Yeah. Um, she's totally alive. It's too bad All that right. uh, we're going to have to deal with Joffrey and his thousand-year reign. Ooh. Yes. I want to put. I want to pick up this question for roses. Uh, from from uh, from Pond Life. What is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome as a female reviewer? I think that's a good one to ask because it's a great question. Oh, we won't be able to answer that at all. No, nope. <laughs> you may not be able. As to a that. female reviewer, I can say Goodness. that. No, oh, okay, maybe. I would say um, preconceived notions. Uh, actually, there is actually a lot of judgment that's passed on the female game review viewer you see it in the comments all the time you mm. know this girl just wants attention this girl just wants to show her boobs i'm not even going to talk to this person because she's caustic you know just a girl on the internet per se um so i've i've really really i've just had to put that in the back of my mind and do the best videos i possibly can and the people who see my videos and know me as a reviewer do take me seriously mm -hmm. and yeah. basically uh don't mind my f french but fuck everyone else because they're <laughs> missing out but it is it is hard to get you know exposure and people to watch you when there's there's definitely preconceived notions out there it's um yeah, no, that's that's what's well put. It, it that that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other show. Is just talking about, like yeah. I said before, trolls and specifically even trolls and women on the internet. Uh, yeah. And I know that you know you and I have different ways of dealing with such things. I just ignore them, and you like to yeah. kind of deal with them. Um, I deal with them, but I I don't bring attention to them. You know, if somebody well, yeah, leaves a want. dumb comment, yeah. yeah if, if somebody leaves a dumb comment, screw that. I could ignore a bitch, and ignoring is something <laughs> I'm really good at. So you will get ignored, sir. But it's that's not to say it hasn't been hard. Oh no, no. But you know? you know what? One one thing both we were we were all talking about earlier, and I think it's something that we all kind of hang our hats on one way or another, is that because I think of the content of what we do. We don't really suffer a lot from trolls. I mean, you know, I think the communities we've built have been very robust and yes. very intelligent uh, and very responsive uh, communities. And, um, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I'm most proud of with the site. And I'm sure you're the same way. Yeah, I think for me more so, not not the fan base and viewers I've built because they've been absolutely amazing. Mm. Uh, there have been times where I felt that I wasn't taken seriously by by colleagues even mm -hmm. um or, or other producers who just think like i said like that i'm i'm baiting um yeah. but you know what I'd, i'm doing this for my viewers and i'm doing it for myself and those are the people that count and i'm i'm very fortunate to have really really awesome fan base that really um give me great responses i just i love them all <laughs> in a platonic way oh we love you guys all you guys Mr. Pikatoad. I like that. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I think it's going to be a quick one to answer. Uh, it's been a long time, but what did you all think of Xenoblade? I still haven't played it. I haven't played it, sorry. I, still ha I have it, but I still haven't played it. I put in the first disc when I re when I revamped um, that piece of hardware over there. It's no, all dusty and crusty. I think you're thinking of Xeno. Uh, yes, Gears. you're right. I'm, Xeno Gears. Sorry, because <laughs> I, I did replay some of Xeno Gears recently. Well, you're quick, absolutely right. It's what not did Xenoblade. you think of Xeno Gears? Xeno Gears was incredible, which is why I want to play Xenoblade, but have yet to do so. I don't think they're related, but they're not at all, huh? Nope. You were thinking of Xeno Saga. Xeno Saga, you're right. You're right. God, there's too many damn Xenos. <laughs> I know. I Xeno um, Gears is overwrought. It's a. It, it is is from the heart of uh, that era when JRPGs were uh, yes. over. I mean, there's yes, some yes, really yes, yes, interesting yes. themes going on, but it is so heavy, it, and it, and you can get lost in the story in a bad way very easily. And I wound up never finishing the game because I put it down for a few months and got back to it and completely forgot what the hell I was doing. It's like all those Tales games, you know? Tales, 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 Tales of, Tales of Symphonia. There's like, there's too many damn Tales games. Sonic and um, Tales. Sonic and Tales. <laughs> I don't think those are related, though. Did you ever play any of those uh, 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 roses? I almost called you Sonic for some reason. Probably because Sonic Rose. So I'm confusing that. Cause <laughs> yeah, no, they're all Sonic. coming together here. Yeah. Oh, guess. <laughs> What, the what do you mean, the, the Sonic games or the Xeno games? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like Xeno Gears or Xeno Saga. Those. I have, I now I'm all like backwards. I have one in my collection. I'm sorry, I don't remember which one yeah, it is. Yeah, you're like me. Like I, I know I have two of them in a box in there, I but know. I can't remember which one's apparently. My closet's like right there, and I'm tempted to run, run over and pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but I totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah. But the good news is I really like the Sonic games, so there you Yay. go. Well, actually, Sonic Generations <laughs> was pretty good. I, I have to do this just because, and Sonic Rose knows she's, she's just, she's just, you know, asking a question that is definitely going to bring us uh, uh, some good answers here. Captain Kirk, Janeway, Cisco, and Picard go into a room. Only one can leave alive. Who is it? Who lives and why? So wait, no Archer, first off? No Archer. Wow. Listen, right. you got to stick with the question, buddy. I was going to say, no, don't no break in the rules the here. question. Fine. Yep. Captain, um, Kirk, Captain Kirk, Janeway, Cisco, and Picard go into a room. Only one can leave alive. Why? Who and why? Uh, it's obviously Cisco. Because he's a badass. The end. He's so, he, he's so, he killed, a, so he kills them all? Is oh, that what you're saying? He easily. killed them all? He, he killed all of them. Hey. <laughs> he murdered them in cold blood? You know is that this, what you're saying? You know what this question is? It's a fake. It's a fake. Anyway. Um, any thoughts, Roses? I have only seen TGN in the original. Um, so, so, based, so based on that, I would have to go with Picard. Really? The old man. I just I find that he's very in the shoe. I don't know. I just you know what it is. He's charming, and I feel like my female whims are getting the better. Oh, yeah. Although if Riker was in that group, then I'd be fangirling over Riker. Except 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 I don't like his beard. I'm sorry. Well, are you aware? Are you aware that both Rue and myself play the trombone? You know this. Because what? if you didn't know this, maybe you'd be interested in that. Um, all right, way, so no. So, by the way, yeah. I happen to have, uh, courtesy of my lovely girlfriend, Mary Beth, uh, a signed, uh, uh, what's his face? Not William Riker. Um, Jonathan Frakes picture for you. 
Yes. When you come down here. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can wow, all love Jonathan nice Frakes. Score. I know. I yeah. know. I've never actually. I've gone to. Oh, geekiness inbound. I've been to several Star Trek conventions. Never got to meet him, which makes me sad. He's one of my favorite characters. But from what I, I hear, I either, but. from what I hear, he is really awesome at conventions. And this was confirmed by Mary Beth and her sister. They come up. They don't know him from anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, from anything Star Trek. They're like, you know what? Are you Mr. Ricker? I heard, I heard there's a character <laughs> called Ricker. We're is like, that you? Oh, man. You know, we we love you. You know, we watched you every Friday on on you know <laughs> Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." I, I was any, on that. I don't have yeah. any pictures from that, but he did like the whole intro for them and everything from memory. So like, <laughs> that that's kind hilarious. of awesome. That is pretty awesome. Right, and, oh, and yeah. beyond that, so th- so they refer to uh, uh, Jonathan Frakes as the Beyonder Beyond the Factor Fiction guy. And they refer to LeVar Burton as the Reading Rainbow guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, wow. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to defy the standard of this podcast and say that Janeway would use her raspy voice and feminine wiles to otherwise escape unharmed. Uh, but I don't, I don't think I could, even I could pull that off. Kate Mulgrew could, would 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 die before she would <laughs> room. It's not going to happen. Well, I I say like, that Janeway would not, Janeway would not win because I hate women. Oh, by wow. the way, I'm, I'm and we come full circle. Twist, and that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I told my total my money's totally on Picard anyway. But cool. All right, anyway. folks. Um, why you, you you have more things to say? What more no, things? That's, that's it. That's it. That's all. Yeah, well, that's it. That's well, all we actually, oh, since we have a guest, we should talk about about her and where you could find more of her. Well, I think we should do that. So, so uh, you could find her on the Twitter at pushing up roses at literally at pushing up roses, or you can mm-hmm. find her videos is at youtube.com slash pushing up roses. Sure is. And you can also find her on retrowaretv.com. She has uh, some really cool videos uh including a let's play with a, a guy about maniac mansion can i change my answer no. about my I, I was just gonna say that the hardest thing about this was getting through that let's play with you uh, <laughs> didn't we win eventually eventually we did win but it was quite By the task totally to get there cheating yes uh totally seen that video oh, it's a real cat fun. face it looks like cooper it does look like a real cat face. Yeah, totally, it's Cooper. Um, um, you know what's also interesting? If you type Twitters into the <laughs> URL bar, Twitter will come up. That's not shocking. That I would hope so. And so you can find <laughs> Commodore on the Twitters at It's the Commodore. At It's the Commodore, which, guess what, guys? <laughs> is my Twitch TV handle. So now I will never forget it ever again. <laughs> sorry and, sorry uh, and you can find me at rue underscore cotgw by the way you should follow us all but you should especially follow me because within the next week we will be launching officially echo screen live as an actual real life honest to god <gasps> podcast i'm a real boy that you can download off of uh you know your your phone and and you can listen to us on the go and this will be the very first one in that and so uh, I'll tell you, there'll be more information about that shortly on my Twitter feed, and we'll put that uh, out everywhere, and it'll be very exciting. But people should follow me, too, because I post pictures of my parrot. Yeah, I guess there's that, too. No? Yeah, nobody? Right. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. If it was a cat, true. maybe. But parrots do not have really, real cat I face. I just don't know why. I mean, <laughs> she was she was doing so well, and then I, it's just all it's just all yeah, gone to crap. Just, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I'm embarrassed for you, really. Oh, I knew I would um. ruin it. <laughs> ruin it. Ruin. Oh. Okay. Well, before bad puns take us over completely, Rue, why don't you tell the folks when they can find us here on the Echo Screen Live? Yes. If you're if you're just following pitch, pushing up roses to to our, our our discussion here, we have a biweekly podcast. This is the Echo Screen Live. You can find us on the first and third Wednesday. I almost said Friday for no reason of the month. Uh, which means our next one will be uh, Wednesday, May 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern right here at clanofthegraywolf.com or if you happen to be there, Twitch TV slash COTGW. It's like Fridays, but it's in the middle of the week. Um, That's a good way to put it, actually. I'm going to start using that. It's so fun. It's so fun. It feels like a Friday. It feels like Friday. It feels like, it totally feels like Friday. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. It's too yeah. bad the show wasn't on Friday, or else perhaps oh. you and I could do the show live for the first time in a long time oh, in the yeah. same location. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, um, I think we're I think we're done wasting the people's time. Yeah, probably. I think that's what that's what we really are at, at this point, folks. Thank you for joining us on the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. We want to say a very special thank you to Pushing Up Roses for being our guest. You are welcome back anytime. Young thank Ruby. you so much. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I like uh, you are quite welcome, man. I really think you good, contributed. Really good, yeah, really good conversation there. Really awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we we aimed, please. Thank you. I think you know what I mean. I was um, not talking to Joey actually. I was just talking to Commodore. So. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, you're Winner. just Joe Schmo. You know that's count. true. I was just Joe Schmo off the street. So yeah. For some schmuck off the street, I am the Commodore, the host of the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf, and there is. No reset button. Ding, ding. from clan of the gray wolf hi commodore 64 do you like earthbound i i don't i don't like earthbound what I, do you like Earthbound? Anybody, I, anybody who doesn't like earthbound sucks but but i i i don't star like trek it. 
So, oh, okay. I, I, I like Star Trek. I mean, now that you mention, I mean, I, I characters are. What kind of characters do you like in Star Trek? <laughs> Star Trek. You like you like you like. I like Star Trek. You like you like Star Star Trek. And Earthbound. And, and, and Earthbound. Video games. Okay. 